0: When you twist the facts or make things up for political gain, that's not responsible leadership. No, it's Recent not. Recent studies show that misinformation on COVID has cost hundreds of millions of dollars and thousands of lives. Peddling misinformation and disinformation has serious and devastating consequences. <clears throat> Mr. Polyev, Mr. Polyev has made a deliberate choice. But we, all of you in this room, have been there day in and day out to deliver this for hurts to reassure my our soul.
1: constituents through these tough times by sticking to facts and science. When you twist the facts... How, how do I get rid of, of this? I, I don't want to hear this. I, I need this to go away.
0: That's not...
1: Recent studies show that misinformation and disinformation has cost people lives. What, what's what's Justin Trudeau talking about there? Verbal diarrhea, uh, Georgie, is it's I, I could deal with diarrhea. I could actually deal with vomit. I could deal with any bodily fluid except for that rubbish coming out of that. He's he's an actual psychopath. I mean, th- th- this is. I asked the question last week. If we can play internet, internet psychiatrist, uh, I believe 98% of respondents feel that Justin Trudeau is an actual clinical, diagnosable, psychopath, narcissist, sociopath, whatever you want to call it. Um, science, recent studies have confirmed that misinformation and disinformation have cost thousands of lives. Oh, oh well, let's, 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 what, what study was that? What study was that? Don't don't get let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Oh, CTV News ran an article, did they? Oh, looky, looky, looky at what we have here. We got to remember to go back to where we're going. Looky, looky, looky at the absolute. It's it's my channel. I can swear if I want to. I'm not going to horse plop. Look at this horse plop. I mean, when we talk about trusting the science and following the science, we're living in a world now. When doctors, our experts, medical experts in Canada, in the States, two years into the most devastating pandemic the world has ever seen, admit that they have not been counting hospitalizations um, by distinguishing hospitalized with COVID versus hospitalized from COVID. These are the medical geniuses, our, our, our scientists, our doctors, our politicians. Two years into the pandemic, make the stunning admission. They haven't been distinguishing between hospitalized from COVID versus hospitalized with COVID, which necessarily means that they have not been distinguishing died from COVID versus died with COVID. Which, if you said this in the beginning of the pandemic, you would have been called a heartless bastard who wants grandma to die. These are the people who, despite failing at the most basic element, the most basic level of crisis management, they now Come to the conclusion. Oh, look at Dr. Teresa Tam, the one who told you to have sex um, with a mask on. Dr. Teresa Tam, Canada's chief public officer of health, told you to have sex with a mask on because COVID. I'm going to get myself even angrier than I was yesterday. Today I can laugh about it. Yesterday I wasn't laughing about anything. Teresa Tam told us to have sex with masks um there was another one there bonnie bonnie whatever her name is out of uh out of british columbia who said you know do it through a glory hole when you're having sex and you're exchanging the p to the v or the p to the p or the p to the b whatever you're into because of covid put a hole in a in a wall do it like do it like the religious folk put a hole in a sheet in a wall and go glory hole when you're you know if you're gonna do a little oral stuff or you're gonna have like you know bodily fluids being exchanged, wear a mask, don't even look at your partner. These are the doctors, but this is, this is the latest of what they've come to people. And there's a punchline to all of this because it's the full wrap up fake news smear, but you know, propaganda at the government level. COVID-19 misinformation contributed to 2,800 deaths report suggests you know what I can suggest? I I suggest the moon is made out of cheese. P- prove me wrong. The report suggests that misinformation contributed to 2800 Canadian that's terrible. They should they should really be going after people for misinformation. A new report says misinformation about COVID-19 contributed to more than 2800 Canadian deaths and at least 300 million dollars in hospital and ICU stays. The Council of Canadian Academies Hmm. says misinformation led to people not believing COVID-19 was real or was exaggerated. Hmm. Fostering vaccine hesitancy. You know what else fosters vaccine hesitancy? Seeing your childhood friends uh, not wake up after going to bed. That, That will foster vaccine hesitancy. Seeing doctors lie day in and day out, only to one day finally admit, yeah, when we said it didn't cause myocarditis, oh, we were, we we're wrong. It's, it's a small risk, one in 5,000 per dose. When they said it didn't interfere with menstrual cycles, only a year later to say, okay, it interferes with menstrual cycles. That, that, that'll foster more hesitancy than anything, but I'm getting ahead of myself. By the way, the Council for Canadian Acad- Academies, government funded. The study suggests that the belief that COVID-19 was a hoax or exaggerated, Led to 2.35 million people delaying or refusing to get the vaccines between March and November 2021. Oh, the report authors estimated that if those vaccinations had happened, oh my! Th- these idiots are not even distinguishing between hospitalizations. Yet they're going to tell us what would have happened had more people taken. It. Mm. It's it's pathological gaslighting. These buffoons who have lied to you at every step of the way don't wear masks they're not necessary oh what's that now they're mandatory why did we tell you they weren't necessary we didn't want you to run on the masks and leave our you know front lines without uh, required ppe so we lied to you because we think you're too stupid to deal with the truth oh what's that no it didn't or it didn't originate in a in a lab in china you're a conspiracy theorist for saying that oh what's that it's a very plausible theory now oh yeah uh, no, vaccines don't cause myocarditis. Okay, they do, but only one in 5,000. Okay, per dose for a certain age bracket. Oh, they don't They don't interfere with your menstrual cycles. Quit being a, a, an anti-vax or misogynist. I don't know how that works exactly, but... Oh, wait, they do interfere with your menstrual cycle. Can cause heavy bleeding for, for months, but very, very rarely, very rarely. Oh, they're safe for breastfeeding women and pregnant women. Oh, what's that? The UK in small print at the end says we don't have sufficient data to, to make that affirmation, even though we've made that affirmation on another website. This is enough. This is enough... And then they blame, they blame others. They blame others for spreading vaccine hesitancy. Vulnerable communities always pay the biggest cost for things that go wrong in our society, he said. Oh, it's the, it's the vulnerable communities. You mean the same vulnerable communities that had been experimented on by prior governments? Tuskegee experiments, residential schools in Canada? People don't really appreciate it's not just that the residential schools, which existed until 1996, I think, was the last one they closed down, which were run by Justin Trudeau's own daddy. It's not just that they ripped Native kids out of their families for assimilation, for the greater good. But It was for their own good when they did it. Anybody who doesn't appreciate that, also, memory of a goldfish. When they, when they tore Native children out of their families for assimilation, it was for the good of the kids. It was for the good of society. It was for their own good and the greater good. When they were in these residential schools, everyone thinks it was just like horrible abuse, which it, which it was. It was beyond that. They experimented on the children while they were in these residential schools. Oh, but these are, the, and these communities, which are now reluctant to trust the very same child of the father. Now, now, they're, now they're invoking the fact that they're, they're the ones who are hardest hit. The actual impact of COVID misinformation is very likely much larger than the report findings show, Hammerflarb said. Because they only looked at the nine-month period during the pandemic, which has so far lasted about three. Oh, they only looked at a nine-month period. <laughs> they should have just stuck with the two weeks. Maybe they just stuck with the two weeks to flatten the curve. The study also didn't include estimated indirect costs and the ripple costs. Uh, what were we looking at here? The Council of Canadian Academies. I haven't looked at the chat yet, people. Just, we've got it. we got to. Oh, here. Hold on one second. Funding. Oh, look at this. The Council of Canadian Academies, Conseil des Academies de Canadiennes, was created to perform independent expert assessment of the science that is relevant to important public issues. Um, the CCA is a private non-profit corporation that received $30 million in funding grant in 2005 from the government of Canada. So a, a, a government-funded independent... How the hell? I'm sorry. Am I reading these words properly? The company, the CCA is... Oh, no, sorry, here. Independent. It was created to perform independent expert assessments. Independent. And it gets $30 million. Funding grant from the federal government. Uh, it's it's a very convenient conclusion they came to. You see, this government-funded entity um, came to this conclusion that misinformation and disinformation cost people n- killed nearly three thousand Canadians, and 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 going full circle. Oh. It just happened to make it into Trudeau's speech, his his psychotic, gaslighting confession through projection of a diatribe. It just so happens that this federally funded entity, which came to a very convenient conclusion that misinformation cost lives, hundreds of millions of dollars. If only people didn't have access to that misinformation, people would have... 3,000 Canadians would not be dead right now. What a, what a convenient circle of laundering of information. Oh, and by the way, just because I have a memory... CTV News writing an article about how misinformation might have contributed to Canadian deaths. Look at the... I I only put together four because I think more than four gets too confusing. CTV News. Truth Tracker. There's no scientific proof that COVID-19 was made in the Chinese lab. Lie. Misinformation. Let's go misinformation number two coming from CTV News. That cost people lives. Imagine how much different the world would have been in responding to a virus if they knew or... Susp- you know, if they had looked into the prospect that it was actually a, a man-engineered virus, imagine how much different the response would have looked. New study provides, re- what is it, reassuring data on rare heart condition after COVID-19 vaccination. Rare heart condition that only affects 1 in 5,000 of a certain age bracket, young males. Rare. How many lives did that lie cost, CTV? Here's another one. Pfizer-BioNTech say COVID-19 vaccine likely to prevent asymptomatic infection. Oh, we didn't know at the time. It wasn't a lie. We were just wrong because we're idiots. There are two types of lies in this world. One is when you say something that you know is false. And another one is when you say something having no reason to believe it's true. Oh, it was just the best we could do. It's likely to prevent asymptomatic infection, except Pfizer didn't, didn't test on transmis- transmission. How many, how many lies did that lie cost? Oh, here's another Number four, the grand slam of misinformation coming from government subsidized propaganda. It's more like a poison. Experts, equest- experts, equestrians warn against using horse dewormer to treat COVID-19. CTV News. The, the shameless, bastard hypocrites that have the audacity, that have the audacity to now say misinformation costs 2,800 lives. You know what? I might have no problem believing that to the extent that you are the disinformation CTV News. You get a government-funded entity to, to come up with a cockamamie, untenable. It would be laughable if it weren't tragic, conclusion about how misinformation, and I have no doubt they're talking about true true North, rebel news, Viva Fry. I know who the hell they're talking about. They come out with this laughably stupid conclusion that the prime minister who funded this idiotic research and research who funded it, then gets to say, oh, studies show that misinformation and disinformation have cost lives. Now we need to shut them down. Now we need to go past Bill C-11 because Canadians' lives are at risk in a study that we funded that's absolutely laughably stupid by a bunch of experts who have been systematically wrong from day one with a media that themselves have been guilty of putting out the most egregious misinformation from day one. But no, let's go shut down the, the independent voices. Oh. Let me crack my back. I'm not done, by the way. Lightgiver. Christine Anderson, the woman that took down Trudeau from EU Parliament, is coming to Canada in February. Yes, I have a connection, and I'm going to try to make that interview happen. I'm an idiot. Thank you for reminding me, Lightgiver, because I, I, someone sent me contact info and said, get in touch with, with her people, and we're going to make this work. <sighs> okay. I'm going to get to the standard disclaimers. Question: How many lives were lost due to official COVID information that was later proven to be misleading or false? Greg Marquez, nine dollar ninety nine cent super chat. I think we got to that with those. That those are just four. Those are just four highlights from one news outlet. Okay, we're going to go to Rumble in a bit, people, but not right now. But I'm just going to go through these. We got. Everyone knows Trudeau is the spawn of Castro and Schwab. Did you receive my Bill C eleven poster? in the florida po box i'm gonna go i haven't been to my po box since monday so i'm gonna go back uh next week for sure but i'll, I'll i will make an announcement when i get it thank you very much brick cormier in the house viva what do you think why do you think that just because they lied to us in the past that they will lie to us in the future love them enough and stick it out you can change them from bad guys uh they are two good guys they want to be laughing my ass off i put out a meme the other day I was like I said, for all those people who say, you know, sure, the government's lied to us in the past, but what makes you think they're lying to us now? You got to be – insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, and stupidity is trusting the same liars over and over again, expecting them to tell you the truth. Write that down. Okay, let's see what's going on in Rumble, where we are simultaneously streaming. $5 rumble rant from MNL Hayes says, did you see Ezra Levant rebel news from a couple of days ago? Canada has slipped out of the top 10 ranking in human freedom index. Dude, it slipped out a long time ago. Thank you very much for the rant. $20 rumble rant, man, my chest. Hamartic says, Viva, I like the masks at the moment. I'd rather have sex with the masks than with the people who still wear them. I'd rather have sex with the masks than with the people who still wear them. $20 Rumble rant. Thank you very much. V6 Neon. Trudy is like Tony Blair and Mandy Peter Mandelson. We have no idea how they stay, where they are, but they must be pawns of Satan for the amount of blood on their hands. And I'm not reading that last part of it, but thank you for the Rumble rant. Rob A says, Viva Fry, have you responded to Alison Morrow yet about an arm wrestle challenge? Uh, Rob A, for everyone who doesn't know uh, Alison Morrow, great channel, great journalist, awesome person, uh, put out a still grab where her arms were, were, were flexing. And they were saying, yeah, I will destroy Alison Morrow in an arm wrestle, not just because I'm stronger. I'm actually a good arm wrestler. It was a thing growing up. I was I'm surprisingly strong for my size, but I have surprisingly good technique when it comes to arm wrestling. And I can, I can destroy My only fear is I've watched too many videos of people snapping their forearm in an arm wrestle where I fear that happening to me, but I've got I've got thick Polish bones in my arm. So, okay. Standard disclaimers. YouTube takes 30% of Rumble rants. If you don't like that, we are simultaneously streaming on Rumble right now. They have Rumble rants. Rumble takes 20%. So better for the creator, better for the platform. You know, if you're watching and supporting on Rumble, best place to support VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. We're we're at 105,000 people in our community. That's not paying supporters. That's members. Just, 105,000. It's a good place. You can join and be a member or you can join and be a supporter. Uh, And it's a good place. Lots of exclusive content. And then there's some exclusive content for supporters. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. And for anybody who doesn't know, Barnes is not coming tonight because there's a football game and apparently still people are into that. So we're doing the Sunday night, uh, tomorrow night. And tonight I'm just flipping, screaming into the abyss. Shaking my fist at the clouds. Um, and you know what, but before we go over to rumble, I'm going to tell my story here and then we're going to go over to rumble and it, it segues with the intro. Um, yesterday was one of those days where there was nothing good about it. it. It was like the only good thing about yesterday is that I said, as bad as, as bad as I feel today and as angry as I am today, uh, I'm alive and I'm breathing. And so therefore, you know, there's that. It was, uh, it was a day where I was I was angry at everything. And I, like, one of those days where if I were in a car, everyone around me would have been a bad driver. Um, I talked about it on Locals uh, briefly. I talked about it on Locals on Friday briefly. Um, a childhood friend of mine died suddenly. Just like goes to bed doesn't wake up and um, look like at a childhood friend, like, like, you know, as you get older, you, everybody grows apart. But when you run into each other, you have these shared memories of, um, you have shared memories of childhood. They're like, it's like not imprinting on a duck, but these are, these are people that you were, you know, you were a child with and, and getting old. And um, just like that, just like that. Uh-oh, Scheiser-Meinizer. I just knocked my camera. Out. Hold on one second. Okay, we're going to... Hold on. Start camera. Start camera. Start camera. Okay, well... Oh, is it this one? Good. Um, so just like that. One night, and uh, that's it. And it's like, it's become... And, and there's, there's, there's reasons for which I, I know what I think reflexively but not just stupid reflexively. Like I, I know what I think reflexively. And then I take a step back and I say, okay, well, is it, is it a Steven Bonner situation? Are we dealing with, could it have been suicide? Um, and, um, and once you get, you know, once you assess the situation and you say, well, now I know what I think. And it's like, it's the best kept secret uh, of a community. Nobody, nobody wants to ask. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to say anything. And it's like a Harvey Weinstein uh, level secret. Of society and i'm in I, i'm i'm sad because i'm actually sad distressed and i'm but i'm more enraged than i mean actually enraged where it, it's it it doesn't end and there and then the same thing happens every time viva you know, your your head's in that in that mind space so you're going to see it everywhere w- we know what's going on uh we know where there are issues uh, we know that there's excess mortality, and then people say, "Well, ugh, it could have been something else. It could be, it could be three years of psychological torture." And I'm like, "Yes, it could be." And I, like, I say on 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 Twitter, like I say publicly, I'm not saying that there's, I'm not saying one thing accounts for all of this. Whether it's three years of psychological torture, whether it's three years of isolation, distress, loss of a loss of livelihood, whether it's that, or whether it's what I think it is under specific circumstances when a healthy 43-year-old person goes to bed and doesn't wake up, I know what I think. And whether it's one or the other, it doesn't make a bloody difference at the end of the day. And so I'm dealing with, I de- that happens. And then and, and nobody can ask, nobody can tell. And I'm, I'm the asshole for saying something is not right here and people have to start talking about it. And so, so that's it. So you have something like that, and then everything, around, every, everything from your perspective becomes skewed and, and, and destroyed, and you try to go through a day where you're not getting angry at everything. Um, and that's it. Answers for Sean. I mean uh, uh, so, and, so then they, and they do an autopsy on Sean. Sean is the 18-year-old boy who dies 30, 33 days after his first Pfizer shot inconclusive just things that happen all the time and you know then i talk about it with with friends and family and you know some family say look you know we we, remember your brother's friend back when he was a kid died of a heart attack at 46 i was like yeah the guy when it happened first of all everyone asked every question under the sun everyone asked every question under the sun did he smoke was he a drinker and we knew that the person had a had a serious uh, uh drinking problem engaged in a lifestyle that could explain a premature heart attack had had underlying conditions uh what's the word when you hereditary issues my mo- you know my mother said well you, you, my, my mother had a friend it's like your mother my grandmother died in 1989 if we're going back decades so that we can find anecdotes to compare to what i've personally seen within the last year i've had one family member's best friend die an older person so nobody asked the question die and it's only at the funeral that people start asking, "Oh yeah, the person got the jab the day before they died. Uh, a best a, a, a friend of a best friend, like I'm, I'm one degree away, diagnosed myocarditis within a week after the jab. The friend of a cousin drops dead on a skating rink, Four, forty-three years old. I, I, it's it's I in in a year." In a year I've got enough anecdotes that that when I talk with other people we have got to go back decades to find equivalents. And and don't ask, don't tell. So that's what put me in a very very uh, foul and and despaired mood all weekend. And then it's a, a, and then and then there's 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 all, you know, when people die, the the issue about Death is that it's sometimes less about the person who's passed and more about you know contemplating our own mortality, and so I'm looking at the chat. You know, what? hold on one second. I'm just going to go to the chat here. Now I'm I'm the, I'm phrasing the question as: Do you know somebody who has died suddenly? Do you know? Do you do you know directly someone who has died suddenly? Now, died suddenly does not mean died by. The jab, just someone who otherwise healthy died suddenly. Ask your community. Not, I'm not the die suddenly is not does not mean by the jab. It just means do you know someone otherwise healthy? I should have put a time frame within the. You know what I mean? Within the last year. Let's see what. Let's see what that poll has, does. And people say, well, yeah. Here, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on you, David. Two before the pandemic. Uh, You know, we we were in, you you had anomalies growing up. And when those anomalies happened, you would ask every freaking question under the sun. My other brother in high school, a kid uh, had an aneurysm doing underwater laps. You asked every question under the sun. You did autopsies. You tried to figure out what that cause was and you were not satisfied with cause unknown, sudden adult death syndrome. We were not satisfied with that. And now- All cause mortality is up whatever 10%, depending on what studies you want to go to. And the number one cause of death in Alberta, the last time I checked, cause unknown. Oh, and shut up and don't say anything because you don't want to offend and you don't want to hurt people who are already grieving. Oh. (sighs) Okay. Uh, So that's what put me in a bad mood yesterday. And then you come back to the real world. I say the real world, I, I, and then I come back to the internet verse, which is probably not the real world, but then you're just immersed in this, and, and, and people don't want to ask the questions, they don't want to understand. They are too far invested. They're too far gone from a personal perspective, from a family perspective, to think, my goodness, if I ask this question and the answer is the, the answer that I dread the most, how do I deal with that? I watched uh, this movie. If anybody in the chat knows what it what what the what the documentary was? I know that it was a documentary about the child soldiers in Rwanda. It wasn't Hotel Rwanda. It was a documentary, and I watched it. And I have it on DVD. I just don't have my DVD collection here. And one of the most poignant things that I recall from this movie, because if you've been here long enough, I've, I've I've referenced it before. If you if you remember one thing about every movie, every book that you read, that's how knowledge is acquired. But the most poignant thing that I remember from that documentary was the. Um, child soldiers uh, talking about killing people, and and my fa- it's a funny thing actually. My father growing up always used to say like in, in the Vietnam War, uh, killing you know they always said that the cliche is killing your first person is hard if you're you know James Gandolfini from True Romance, and then after that it becomes easier. And that was the cliche that I uh, remember growing up. You know they say the, the first person you kill is the hardest, and then it becomes easier as you go on. In this documentary on Hotel Rwanda was it monsters of men in 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 hotel Rwanda not hotel in this in this Rwandan uh, documentary, they said it, it, the reason they kill more is not because it becomes easier. they kill more to try to minimize the horror of what they've done, and they think by doing more of it, it's going to dilute the evil of what they've done by somehow making it not as important because look how many, look how much more I've done of this. And it it is the way of internalizing. um, It's the way of internalizing grief by creating so much of it that you say, well, it's not that big of a deal because this is how much I've been living with it. Now I, it's not perfectly analogous, but I have something of, I find it somewhat analogous to people who have now understood that they have done potentially something bad to themselves that's putting them at risk for what they see all around them. They can't not see it. They can pretend that it's not there. They can say, oh, who knows? Everybody's everybody's jabbed now. So obviously everybody who has an untimely death is going to be, you know, they're seeing it. Everybody's seeing it around them. And I'm convinced that a way that people are just coping with this is by just doubling down and just keeping their head underwater. Keeping their head underwater because... It's the, only way to, it's the only way to internalize what they cannot deny anymore. This is my perspective, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting. Okay. I forget where I was going with that, but um, let's go to Rumble. Right. Let, let, oh, hold on. Before we do that, let's see what the poll was. So how do I go to the poll? It's right here. It's, 50, it's about 50-50. It's about 50-50. Or, ordinarily, I don't think that poll should be 50-50, but it's purely anecdotal and, 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 and whatever. Okay, so here is the link to Rumble. So what are we going to do at Rumble? We're going to get into the Pfizer. It's not just a non-denial. The Pfizer response to Project Veritas is an admission. Okay, we're going to do Pfizer. Uh, we're going to do, um, oh, DePOP. We're gonna, We're going to look over the... We're going to go over the interview, the latest, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and, um, yeah, that's it. Let's see what we've got here. All right. Good. Let's do it. So the uh, Rumble link is in the pinned comment in the chat on YouTube. And let's just go. Back. So hold on. We're, we're, we are live there. 10,000 people, beautiful. 50-50 here, more black-pilled. Dog diggers is 50-50, way too much anyway. Almost everything in life is 50-50. Ghost of animal, no, nope. no, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, let's do this. We are going to end on YouTube, move to rumble. Three, two, one, booyah. I think we're alone now. That doesn't, Okay. Oh, the last question that came up from Nobody's Alt But Mine says, do you really think Nirvana are the most overrated band of all time? I can only gauge it by a band that I don't l- like as much as they have been hyped up. I don't think anybody likes Nirvana's music. It was it was good. It reminds me of childhood. But Blink-182, All The Way, and Oasis. Oh, I love Oasis. Okay, so are we good here? Let's see this. Um... We are good. And we got a rumble rant from Kenzie67 says, I hope you will have Christine Anderson MEP on next month when she arrives. You were the- you were there. She would love to meet protesters. I'm not going to be in Canada, Kenzie. Um, I'm not going to be in Canada, but I'm going to try to get her on for a stream for sure. Vile Dong, $5 rumble rant says, my father got the mRNA, got myocarditis, had a heart attack later, got the COVID. Died from it Died from immune immune system overreacting, but it was a milder death than normal. Bleep Pfizer. Well, you know what? On that segue, first of all, uh, vile dong. Anger, sorrow, and anger. But um, and and they and they just they keep pushing it. Also, that's just despite everything that we're seeing. They just keep pushing it. It, it, They're pushing a jab for a prior variation, variant from what is currently in circulation on demographics who were never at any risk to begin with, knowing that it doesn't stop transmission. So that argument of saving granny has failed, knowing that it causes myocarditis in one in 5,000 for the specific age bracket of young men. At least, by the way. And then the new study came out that showed adverse events of special interest, one in 800. Yeah, and, and they're still pushing it. And 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 I'm still, and I'm called the anti-vaxxer. And uh, I make the joke that if anything ever happens to me, I'm going to get laughed at by both sides. Those who know that I got the jab are going to say, oh, that's what you get. Those who don't care that I did are going to say, that's what you get, anti-vaxxer. And, um, and that's it. But... Uh, they're still pushing it. Uh, now, uh, Vile Dong, speaking of Pfizer, speaking of expletive Pfizer, for those of you who have been living under a rock for the last week, uh, Project Veritas came out with it, it was so outrageous of an expose. What's amazing is I want to know how the people who wrote it off as totally fake, Vosh, I'm not looking at you, but I'm looking at you. Do I have that uh, tweet? It was so outrageous that some people just said, it has to be fake. Hold on. Let me, I I know that I sent Project Veritas a tweet. I want to go into my, into my, here we go. Here we go. Let's just, let's get this one. It was so outrageous that people had to just explain it away by saying it's totally fake. They get an undercover camera of a guy on a date Uh, talking about how Pfizer is working with mutating uh, the Rona so that they can then provide vaccines to the mutation, which they have uh, either engineered or had a hand in engineering. Not entirely clear what the mechanism was that this individual was describing, but he's basically saying we're mutating the virus so that we can have a vaccine ready for the mutation that we've mutated. I'm going to get to the video in a second. It was so egregious and it was so shocking and so over the top that some people's only way of dealing with it was by saying it's fake. The, the guy on the day they put together the video, he says how Pfizer is mutating a virus so they can have vaccines ready for it. Then and we're going to play a portion of this. Uh, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas confronts the guy and he has a bona fide mental breakdown for anybody who um, has not ever seen someone have a mental breakdown or has not had a panic attack themselves. Uh, It might look fake and it might look like total acting or it might look um, rehearsed or it might look like, you know, like it was a bona fide mental breakdown akin to the last scene of American Beauty. When Kevin Spacey's wife walks in and, you know, just like you get your clothes off. Just, you know, you want to you want to destroy that iPad that caught the statement of this individual. He, He he needed to steal the iPad. From James O'Keefe, as though he could somehow destroy uh, the statement that he made that he knows has been memorialized on the interwebs. Vausch comes out and says, This new Veritas story is completely fake. They literally just made this guy up. He's a 30 something nobody who apparently just randomly and in invisibly became head of Pfizer's worldwide R&D division with no experience and there's no way to verify it. And it goes on. Um, the individual, I mean, has been identified. The connection to Pfizer has been identified. The idea that he was making up everything that he said and that he had no knowledge, no way of knowing it. Well, I would dare say that by Pfizer's own press release that came out At eight o'clock on a Friday, when everybody's eyes are on, you know, on it, the Friday afternoon document dump, uh, exists for a reason because Friday eight o'clock in the evening, uh, there's nobody reading the news. There's nobody paying attention. And that's why they usually dump the worst news on a Friday afternoon to, you know, miss, to miss the weekend focus and to miss the new week coming into focus. Pfizer's um, Pfizer's statement in response to this uh, will basically confirmed the Project Veritas story. But the first thing is we got, we got to watch this because am I, this is the recording. No, that's David DePap. That's this. Oh, here we go. No, that's the new Veritas story. Here we go. Why I could never do what Project Veritas does. The world needs all sorts of people. So I presume it needs people who are like me that who are not like James O'Keefe. This story... And James O'Keefe knows it whoever the, the 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 person on the date with the guy was knows it as well. In order to break this story and in order to reveal this truth to the world, you have to destroy somebody. You have to destroy somebody's life. and it's it's the harsh reality. And whether or not I, you know, if I found myself in similar circumstances, Knowing that what I was hearing needed to be brought to the attention of the world, but knowing that in so bringing it to the attention of the world, I would be destroying this person. Everybody should read James O'Keefe's American Muckraker, uh, his book on journalism, journalistic integrity, and and all that stuff. It's a phenomenal book. I didn't read it. I listened to it. James O'Keefe knew by publishing this story, they are going to be destroying this person's life. I don't think that feels good, even if you think the person deserves it. So check this, and then we're going to go on to Pfizer's addressing this, this, this story. It's a, it's, a, it's a totally fake story, which is why Pfizer has to try to debunk it with a Friday afternoon press release that basically confirms it. We're not going to watch the whole thing because it's long, and everybody should go watch Project Veritas itself. But here. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public That's reaction. the fact oh that they're God. mutating why the COVID this? viruses. Is this real life? I'm, I'm a literally a liar. Yeah. What, I was trying to impress doing? a person on a date by uh, lying. This is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is yeah. not, why the way, why don't, are you doing don't this? tell this anybody. Just working. The individual says they were lying to impress someone on a date as though lying about genetically modifying a virus that could destroy humanity is the way to impress a date. Set that aside. Set that little logical conundrum aside. Hey, you know what would really impress my date? If I told them I worked for Dr. Evil, that will really impress them. Hey, dude, you want to see some mutated viruses? Oh, that, that, that's... So set aside the idiocy of that explanation. This is, not the, this is not the reaction of a man who knows that he was lying. This is the reaction of a man who knows that he wasn't.
0: You really did.
1: Please bring the So then he tries to lock them in the store. Yeah, it goes on, but I, I want to get to the um, the absolute
2: meltdown. How do I fast
1: forward? Where's the part where he goes at here you go, look at this. This is like this is full full meltdown. Oh, is it not gonna play? It's my instant... I'm gonna blame the kids. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, press play. Take him. Here you go. You work for Pfizer. My question. Is, <laughs> they locked us in Wow. Look at that.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. You do you
0: want us to leave or not? Man, you locked. Go, he goes after Ma'am. the iPad. Man, we're trying to leave, but you locked us in here. Call our attorney.
2: Can you please unlock your door? Let us out. No, I don't know what's going on. I don't want like you to leave. It. No! Don't let them out! Don't let them out! Open right.
0: like, I... I... the door! There I... we go! There Away from me!
1: Please, 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 un- please, unlock the door! Why don't I... Give him! Why does he lock here? Give him her some stuff! Just... Oh! Please, please unlock! Please unlock the door! Please. Un- okay, and it goes on. Uh, get. It's like he needs to destroy the iPad because the iPad, in that moment of absolute panic, when he realizes his his life is effectively altered. Uh, getting that iPad is a way to try to somehow erase just for the moment. Make make believe it didn't happen. It doesn't happen. Oh, by the way, false imprisonment says oversold. Yeah, they, they locked the doors. The pizza place locked the doors and locked James O'Keefe and Proto Veritas inside. Okay. Doesn't matter. Um this is the guy who says, I'm lying. I we don't we don't mutate viruses. I was just I was just lying to impress a date. And the video, to say it's gone viral is an understatement. Um, Daily Mail writes an article about it, just writes a write-up of Project Veritas, only to quickly delete it for reasons we can all imagine. I'm sure Pfizer and other pharma companies didn't say, uh, take that article down or we're going to no longer uh, buy advertising to your flailing online, what the heck is the word I'm looking for, Uh, publication. Daily Mail takes it down. I uh, tweeted at the author of the article that was taken down multiple times to ask just to confirm. Uh, no, no response, neither from the Daily Mail nor from the, the journalist who saw her work deleted from the interwebs. This guy's lying, right? He's lying. Well, yo, Lila, I need, I need my plug back as well. The um, kid took the plug from my computer and I need to make sure that this doesn't go dead. Bring it over here. Bring it over to me properly, please. Don't put it in... Your... Thank you. Leave, close the door. And leave the dog in here. Sorry. Okay, computer's back on power now. All right. Uh, the guy's lying. The, uh, you know, journalists write an article about it and then take it down. And it's a media blackout. It's a media blackout everywhere except for the where it seems to be the last bastion for journalism, Twitter. Thank you, Elon Musk, although I know you've had your problems this week with other issues. but um, So the guy lies, journalists cover the story, then disappear. Okay. Friday night, uh, I believe it was 8 o'clock, Pfizer releases a press release. And the press release is, is, is almost pathological in... It's, people have called it a word salad. It's not a word salad. It's not verbal diarrhea. In my humble view, it's an admission. It's a confirmation, but it's a rephrasing. So hold on one second. Here's the Pfizer. Here we go. This is a Pfizer press release, by the way. Uh, Based on today's visit, how would you rate your site experience? Boom. Next. Oh, I'm not doing this. Oh, do we do this? No, no, no. That's not nice. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's not nice. Get out of here. Stupid ads. Pfizer. They're, not, they're responding to Project Veritas but not naming Project Veritas because you don't even want to acknowledge Project Veritas. I don't know. If I, people call it a signal boost. They're saying Pfizer's trying to avoid a signal boost. I don't think that's technically what a signal boost means, but I, I don't care. What they're basically saying is uh, we're not even going to say what we're responding to. We're just going to issue the statements. Let's, let's read through the statement. By the way, Dr. John Campbell did a great one. Anybody watching John Campbell's um, evolution in real time? Dr. Campbell has gone from blue pill to red pill, and I dare say, although I might be projecting because I've been very angry this weekend, to black pill, but uh, his last, his, his dissection of this, it looks a little more like black pill than anything else, but let's, let's just read this, people, because Pfizer responds to research claims. Oh, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? We all know what you're talking about, Pfizer. Can you not even be honest and transparent in your response? How about you're responding to accusations you are mutating viruses for financial gain by mutating or participating in what is typically referred to as gain-of-function research so that you can have a vaccine at the ready to bank all those sweet, sweet government bucks? How about Why don't you just say that? Pfizer responds to Project Veritas allegations. Or if you don't want to talk about Project Veritas, Pfizer responds to a parent employee uh, who ran his damn mouth a little more than he should. You know what? The, you know what? Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's take this out of here for a second. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know what this statement should have said? Well, if Vash is right, this statement should have said, we have no idea who that whack job is. He has no position of authority at Pfizer. He has no business saying what he's saying. Cause he has no knowledge to even say it in the first place. Nothing in that expose is remotely true. Uh, and we condemn them and we are, we're threatening, to. We, we might sue them for defamation because of the damage that they are causing to our reputation by literally tacitly accusing us of being war criminals, okay? Or maybe not war criminals, crimes against humanity. We're not at war, although we are, but it's not a war crime. It would be a crime against humanity. Pfizer's press release, if this story was false, coming from someone who has nothing to do with the company, has no knowledge to make the statements, should have been a categorical, that guy's a whack job. He doesn't have a position of authority. What he said is outright false. He has no reason to even think he knew anything enough to say it. Project Veritas uh, exploited this to besmirch our reputation, and we are contemplating legal action. That's what it should have been. When it wasn't that, we can get suspicious. When it's an 8 o'clock Friday afternoon document dump, we can get suspicious. Angela Ansel... Five dollar rumble and it says jail time after a fair trial. Sorry, I just read it. It says Felis, Felis Rufus. A one dollar rumble and it says, "I have to ask, have you read *The Last Circle* by Cherry Seymour?" I guarantee I haven't. What's happening now is an echo of then, but on a much larger scale. So that is what uh, that is what a proper, um, predictable uh, response would have been from Pfizer, but no. Let's read, shall we? Pfizer responds to research claims. Friday evening, 8 o'clock, while all of you are sleeping, having your martinis or barbecues in my case, or both actually in my case, New York, January 27, 2023. Allegations have recently been made relating to gain of function and directed evolution research at Pfizer, and the company would like to set the record straight. Let's set the record straight with a load of shit. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Shiat because I love Oasis so much. Can I expand this here a little bit? I can't, Okay, it doesn't matter. Well, hold on, why can't I? I should be, ah, uh, it doesn't matter. They wanna set the record straight. By the way, this is also grammatically incorrect. It, it, this is grammatically incorrect. This is, A, it's a run-on sentence. It has two separate ideas that should be. Allegations have been made regarding evolution of, uh, at Pfizer. The company would like to set the record straight. Listen to this, by the way. It's not because I'm a lawyer that I'm reading more into this. It's because I'm a lawyer that I know how this was drafted. This here is drafted accordingly, deliberately, so they can deny something without having to admit what is true. Listen to this. In the ongoing development of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, in the ongoing development, it doesn't mention anything about past development. Now, right now, they're not saying in the context of the development, which would include past, present, and future. Right now, actually, they're only making a statement to present and future, but more only to the future. No mention to the no mention to the past. In the ongoing development, as of today, by the way, we're not doing it. Anyway. Stop it, stop it, stop it. So that this statement is true. Hey, uh, dude, who just ratted the beans out. Other than the fact that you're fired and you probably have to, you know, be very, very uncomfortable for the next immediate future. Stop doing it as of now. Therefore, we can say ongoing development uh, has not conducted gain. Of, how could you even, in the ongoing development of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, Pfizer has not conducted gain-of-function or directed evolution research. Now, I, 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 will, I, I think I know what directed evolution means, but go listen to John Campbell for a better explanation. In the ongoing development, we have not conducted gain-of-function. Oh, in the past, we might have. In other vaccines, we might have. But as of now, going forward, we're not doing it anymore. Working with collaborators, which is probably not the best word you want to be using here, Pfizer. Albert Bourla, uh, collaborators has a, also a historical context, but forget that. Working with collaborators, we have conducted research where the original SARS-CoV-2 virus has been used to express the spike protein from new variants of concern. What does this mean? Working with collaborators. So, th- oh, by the way, remember when Fauci came up and said, we don't fund gain-of-function research? We d- we- and we don't do that. Oh, but I'm sorry. Are you not funding a third-party NGO that's doing it? Uh, oh, OK. Well, that's not gain-of-function research. One lie to the next. But remember, when Fauci said, we do not engage in gain-of-function research in a, in a lab in Wuhan, China, lie. Oh, we don't do it directly oh, okay, now that you found out that we do it indirectly, that's not gain of function research. Moving goalposts of a pathological liar. Working with collaborators, we have conducted research where the original SARS virus has been used to express the spike protein from new variants of concern. This work is undertaken once a new variant of concern has been identified by public health authorities. This research provides a way for us to rapidly assess the ability of an existing vaccine to induce antibodies that neutralize a newly identified variant of concern. We then make this data available through peer-reviewed scientific journals and use it as one of the steps to determine whether a vaccine update is required. We've worked with collaborators, taking the old virus, um, using it to express the spike protein from new variants of concern. Okay. I I can't tell you exactly that I understand exactly what that means, but I think I understand what it means um, it sounds like a way of confirming through rephrasing specifically what was being admitted to in that video by that guy. In addition to meet U.S. and global regulatory requirements for our oral treatment, Paxlovid, Pfizer undertakes in vitro work, i.g., in laboratory culture dish to identify potential resistance mutations to... The, 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 the. With a naturally evolving virus, it is important to routinely assess the activity of an antiviral. Most of this work is conducted using computer simulations or mutations of the main protease, a non-infectious part of the virus. So we do it using computer simulations or mutations. Mm -hmm. Where are those mutations coming from? In a limited number of cases, when a full virus does not contain any known gain of function, in a limited number of cases, when a full virus does not contain any known gain-of-function mutations, such virus may be engineered to enable the assessment of antiviral activity in the cells. Do you know what this sounds like to an idiot lawyer like myself? In cases where there's no known gain-of-function mutations, we make them happen. We, we then engineer the virus to do just that. Other people will tell me if they're reading this the same way. In addition, in vitro resistance selection experiments are undertaken in cells incubated with SARS-CoV-2 and in our secure biosafe level laboratory to assess whether the main proteins can mutate to yield resistant strains of the virus. It is important to note that these studies are required by U.S. and global regulators for all antiviral products and are carried out by many companies and academic institutions in the U.S., and around the world. How about um do you conduct any research in countries where gain of function research is not illegal? Fact-based information rooted in sound science is vitally important to overcoming the COVID-19 pandemic and Pfizer remains committed to transparency and helping alleviate the devastating burden of the disease. All right, here are my questions. What the hell did you just say? The guy in that video, did he lie? Are you conducting research in countries where gain of function research is not outlawed? And um, what is your response to uh, the, the uh, Project Veritas release? This is uh, something that is drafted to be deliberately confusing so that people can say, this is too much of a headache for me Friday afternoon, people. I don't want to listen to this. But what are they saying in it? In the ongoing development of the... We, we, Pfizer has not conducted gain-of-function or directed evolution research. In the ongoing development. Makes no mention of the past. And I just love this. I just love this part. In a limited number of cases when a full virus does not contain any known gain-of-function mutations, such virus may be engineered to enable the assessment of antiviral activity. So That sounds like gain-of-function research, Pfizer. That sounds like Pfizer manipulating, mutating a virus so they can have a vaccine at the ready. It sounds actually exactly like what that guy said in that Project Veritas video, just a lot more confusing. So that people can't understand what the hell you're talking about, but it sounds like that's what you're saying. Oh, and by the way, when I initially said this, when I initially assessed this and I said, well, it doesn't have to be like Fauci level evil, Wuhan level evil, gain of function research. It could just be uh, one of the theories from the beginning of the pandemic, where if you vaccinate into a pandemic, you force mutations and you force uh, variants of the virus which is one of the arguments against vaccinating into a pandemic, it could have just been that. If they know that the vaccine that they're selling and banking billions of dollars in profits for, if they know that it's not working because you can still get the virus, you can still carry the virus, you can still transmit the virus, if you know that it's not working in that sense, but you know that it is forcing the virus to mutate, to become um, what's the, resistant to the vaccine, because this is not my theory. This is the theory of people much smarter than me. Well, if you know that that's happening and you continue to push this vaccine anyhow, knowing that it's causing mutations, variants, uh, that will be resistant to that old, non-updated, well, you're effectively engaging in some form of mutation, deliberate, knowing mutation of a virus, much different way. But it sounds like they're actually doing it in a much more direct way than I was even giving them the, the benefit of the doubt for. It sounds that they are actually doing it. They're actually doing what this guy said, but they, they, they have such a beautiful way of rephrasing it. In, 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 in strains where there's been no gain of function, we might engineer it. That sounds like gain of function. That sounds like mutating a virus, but maybe I'm just an idiot lawyer who has no idea what he's saying. And the smarter people than me who I listen to, to make sure that I know what I'm thinking, they're dumb as well. The only smart person in this is, 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 is Albert Bourla. The guy who said his vaccine was 100% effective in South African studies. April 1st, 2021. Please check out Upper Echelon, especially his videos on Mario Nafo. He would also make a great sidebar guess. That's from Chronologic, a $1 rumble rant. Oversoul, $3 rumble rant says overcoming the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's clearly endemic now. The whole release is full of lies, mischaracterizations, and obfuscation released on a Friday night. Sami. Oh, Sami. Sorry, I thought that was Sammy. rumble says we may be seeing the impact of when companies put ESG at the top of their priority. This guy doesn't grasp the science being discussed at meetings and repeating what he thinks to flex insider info. Sammy, uh, this guy doesn't grasp the science being discussed at meetings and repeating what he thinks to flex. Here's the problem. It sounds like he understood... Well enough, because it doesn't sound like there was one damn thing in that Pfizer release that even contradicted what the guy was saying. Sammy says, Dark Horse Podcast. Brett Weinstein, Heather Hay- Heather, Hay- Heather, Hay- Heather Haying, Heather Haing, uh, go over the issues with the science. He's talking about episode 159, link on Brett talking about the issues. Okay, good. Uh, I'm I'm gonna Brett's gonna I I'm to i am going to cross my fingers and hope Brett's gonna come on sooner than later so we can talk about this. But that's um that's my uh, assessment. And from smarter people who know more than me, having watched them, Uh, but just strategically as a lawyer, that entire press release is obfuscation. It is rephrasing in a deliberately confusing, but arguably defensible manner, but one that nonetheless does not contradict the essential accusations being made. In the ongoing, we have not. Thank you. Care, Care to elaborate? Uh anyhow, so that's it. Dark Horse Podcast is obviously amazing. It's obviously an amazing podcast. Nathan ITC, Nathan ITC says, did you know that the song Wonderwall was not about Oasis singer, Neil's then girlfriend. It was about an imaginary friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. Source, 1992 BBC interview. All that I know is that I loved Oasis. It brings me back to a part of my life that I... Brings back visceral, ephemeral, olfactory memories. I was in Paris in 1999. They were playing on my birthday, May 23rd, 1999. The bastards had a falling out. They got into a fight and they broke up and canceled the show on my birthday. Could you imagine? I mean, I guess they, they've made all the money in the world anyhow, but what they could have done if they could have just figured out how to, how to get along and, and, and work together. But uh, that's it. And I do love Oasis. Now I'm thinking about uh, some of their songs. Yeah, they're great. They're great. But I also love blink too. Okay, so that's, uh, that's five. So That's Project Veritas. That's a, a line of work. James O'Keefe doing the Lord's work um, despite the toll that it takes and um, fantastic stuff. <sighs> okay, let me see if we missed anything here. I missed two super chats. I missed this one here. Melissa Wood says, "Super late to the party, Viva, but Trudeau is the ultimate soy boy. I loathe the way they speak to us, the plebs." I, I, I. Oh, and we got a new member, Cat. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, bub. Uh, how do I get rid of that? Okay, here we go. Uh, now we're back to um, now we're back to Rumble. Jeffrey Liffrey says it's like most bands, usually drugs. Though in, in Oasis's case, I mean, they would get drunk and, and nobody. Responds properly when they're drunk, but ego. And you imagine like bands are corporations; they are little companies, and they're like they're like marriages. And if you don't respect each other's position in a marriage, and you don't give everybody the benefit of the doubt in a marriage or a business relationship, shit's gonna fall apart. Someone asked me once upon a time what what the key to a successful marriage is. As if I could pretend to understand. I mean, it means marrying the right person and having that person tolerate you for your foibles. But in business, I found. Little little law anecdote, like in business, in marriage, in life, having a happy marriage is no different than having happy relationships. And it typically involves giving the people who deserve the benefit of the doubt the benefit of the doubt, respecting what they do, acknowledging what they do, and not uh, taking everything as a personal slight. When If that doesn't happen in any relationship, whether it's marriage, friendship, or business, it will fall apart. Yeah, Brett and Heather are evolutionary biologists, and they're married. So Brett Heather is Brett's uh, wife. Okay, all right. So that's that. Um, what else do we have here? Flipping DePop. All right. Uh, Paul Pelosi, David DePop. The news of the week. Another uh, another Friday afternoon dump. I think give or take. Two two things were I don't know if if they were both released last week, but. At least one definitely was the video of the break-in um, of Paul Pelosi. Um, of Paul Pelosi getting attacked by Dave the Pop. Paul Pelosi video. I'm going to grab this. I'm not going to show the strike, and not because I'm trying to be um, compliant with uh, algorithms or anything. I don't like looking at. I'm I'm I've gotten old now, and I cannot really tolerate violence anymore. So we're gonna I'm gonna play it right up until the moment. And um and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at this. And then we're gonna so the video was released months later. Um well, I'm trying to find a window that I can get this through. Yeah, uh, we can go okay. I can I can replace this one. No. Uh, here, okay, let's do this. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's. Video released Friday, recorded by a San Francisco police officer's body camera, shows a door opening on a bizarre scene. Uh, how you doing? Paul Pelosi in pajamas, alongside another man, both holding onto a hammer. Drop the hammer.
0: Um, nope. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. what is Hard going on? I'm here? Not
1: getting any stop. Okay. We're going to stop it there. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. So let's, we'll start from the beginning here. Everybody's looking at that video, trying to break it down, trying to find anomalies, in, including myself. I mean, trying to make sense of what on its face makes very little sense. That is the video of, of, of David DePap uh, assaulting Paul Pelosi after having allegedly broke into his house. That video was also released. Uh, did I just close everything down here? Some people are saying, why does Paul Pelosi look the way he does? Why is he holding a drink in his left hand when he's, you know, b- basically in a life and death struggle? And Nate Brody, I was talking with uh, Nate and Hunley on their stream on, on Friday, uh, makes a good point that like, you know, everybody looks at this and you're looking for a perfect victim. You're looking for what makes sense. And geez, under these moments of immense pressure, nothing makes sense. I mean, uh, Some people are saying, "Well, Paul Pelosi looks drunk." Well, he might have been drunk. He might have gotten drunk and fallen asleep, which might be why he didn't wake up when he hears, you know, when someone's smashing through the back window. Which is why he might wake up, potentially very drunk, have no idea what's going on. Might actually think this is like what a, a a nightmare or a dream. You know, why does he have a drink in his hand? The drink had ice in it. After they fell to the ground, you could see ice cubes on the ground. Who holds a drink when they're dealing with a hammer wielding intruder? Um. Some people are saying, was he in a buttoned up fancy shirt and underwear? That looks suspicious. So others might say, OK, he's drunk and he got drunk and fell asleep in a, in a buttoned up shirt. Others are saying, well, that that might be pajamas. It's sometimes you're not going to make sense of, of, of situations which on their face don't make sense. Um, the question is, people are going to look at that and say, Do these, does it look like these people don't know each other? And that's, you know, the, I, I, I've watched everything now. I've listened to Paul Pelosi, not Paul Pelosi, sorry, David Depop's interview with the San Francisco Police Department. 17-minute video. I've highlighted certain sections of it which we're going to go through. I've listened to the alleged voicemail that he, that he left at uh, Fox News, or not voicemail, phone call that he phoned into Fox News. I watched the video. I've been following this from day one, saying something doesn't make sense about this, as relates to the original narrative. And this is where uh, you know people are going to have different levels of theorizing here. Some people say Paul Pelosi doesn't exist. Some people say it's a total hoax from the beginning; never actually happened. Some people say they're actors; it was staged. I don't even believe that Paul Pelosi was struck in the head or injured as severely as he was. Uh, I'm at the the level of my um, cynicism about this. I believe the event happened. I believe uh, David Depop is deeply unwell, I believe that Paul Pelosi was actually injured. I do not believe the narrative that this was a MAGA Republican-inspired conspiracy theorist. Uh, part of me, af- after watching all of this, wonders and uh, wonders if there was a prior existing relationship between these two, if they even knew each other, not like, not like that type of Did they know each other? Part of me feels that they did have a prior existing relationship um, and acutely missing from everything here, from the interview with David Depop and the police department statements, how did David Depop know where they lived? And some people saying, "Yeah, you could find it; it's public," and yada yada. That's fine, but the police interviewing David Depop, of all the questions they asked him, did not ask him how did you get the address and how did you know where to go. Didn't ask him. Uh, I don't believe that. Um, I don't know, there are, there are photos circulating that seem to show maybe prior knowledge of one another, but that's the extent of where my cynicism goes on this. It happened, it might have an embarrassing underlying element to this, and it was immediately weaponized for political purposes, and um, shamelessly so. That video comes out, and it, you know, the fact that it comes out months later, like two months later, is suspicious. Had they Had they released it, Within a, a reasonable timeframe, I think a lot of people would have not had as many conspiracy theories as they, as they do have, which leads me to believe that there might be some motivating factor to be deliberately um, lacking transparency so you can get people to start coming up with theories. So then you can then say, look how crazy they are. They're coming up with conspiracy theories. They should be mocked uh, instead of just allowing for as much transparency as reasonable so that people don't go down certain rabbit holes and don't come up with certain theories and don't republish certain articles. Part of me believes there is political gain to be had by being deliberately non-transparent. And uh, call me cynical, I think that's why some entities deliberately go out of their way to not be transparent, to let people come up with crazy ideas so that you can then dismiss all of those ideas. Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, so hold on one second. Do I want to bring this back up? Uh, yeah, I'll bring I'll bring one thing back up just so that people cannot make this mistake in the future. Uh, we'll grab. So some people were saying, why does it say uh, 9.30 at the top? I thought this happened at 2.30 in the morning. Okay, so apparently this is, I don't know what the Zulu time zone is, but this is under the universal time constant, universal time constant, such that, It would have been five hours ahead. It would have been five hours ahead for San Francisco time. So that's the time zone issue. I would not make any hay of that to say that this is otherwise fake, but uh, let me see what the, let me see what this questions that I do ask myself, who would be having a drink in their hand when they're in a fight for their life, but then maybe there's other psychological elements that can explain that away. And I can, I can live with that. I listened to DePOP's interview with the San Francisco Police Department, and I'm going to bring it up because not only is it fascinating on its own, comparing it to the alleged um, phone call to Fox News, which some of you may not know happened, but apparently DePOP called Fox News, some local Fox News station in California, from jail, and what he said in that in that phone conversation, other than contradicting his plea of not guilty... Sounded bizarre to say the least, but sounded bizarre on its own, but especially sounded bizarre in comparison to his interview with the San Francisco police. So let's let's walk through this a little bit because it's actually quite fascinating. Uh, 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 Let's not let's not get to the head of ourselves here. So. First thing here. I'm not the first person to notice it. Why do they have an interview with no video? Like, I, like I, I don't know what to make more of it other than to just say, I've seen police interrogations. Why on earth? They know who this guy just attacked. Why on earth would they not have a video? And if they do have the video, why on earth are they not releasing it? First question. But listening to the, listening to the woman who's doing the interrogation, it's kind of, it's, she's good. Let me listen to this. Police
0: department, Hello. I'm in this special investigation. How, do you do? How are you doing
2: right now?
1: Um, good. Small you talk. How are you doing? Yeah, that?
2: that's okay. I prefer to nap, but I like
1: Okay. I prefer, I prefer to nap. To nap. To nap, okay. Do yeah. you
2: think we could stay up for a little bit or?
0: You have some questions? I do, yeah. Um, David, you spelled your last name B-E-P-A-P-E? Okay,
1: first game David, it So it's good. She's asking him uh, first of all from, from from what I've from what I understand, she's asking him questions that you're allowed to ask without uh mirandizing an individual. And she's asking him friendly questions, getting him to feel comfortable and you know warming him up to the discussion, which she does and she does it well. And he he he's he he then goes on to discuss freely and openly. Now hold on, I'm just going to my notes here. At about four minutes, I think I remember something interesting.
0: Like you know Watergate, right? You know Watergate,
1: right? Yes. Watergate.
0: It's like Whenever there's a scandal, you, like, name it Gate, right? Yeah. has become the, the, the findings.
1: Just listen to his voice and listen to the inflection in his voice. Because he has actual real human inflection in this recording compared to the Fox call, which we're going to get to. But, uh, yeah, dude, he's talking about Watergate. It's, okay, listen. Yeah.
0: And all Watergate was was spying on a rival campaign. And it's like... When Trump came into the office, what they did went so far beyond spying on it. I mean, it is just crazy. You mean like, like her efforts to smear him? Or are you talking about- Like Hillary and the DNC? Right. And it's like, it originates with Hillary, but like Pelosi ran up the lie.
1: Okay, so then he says Pelosi's a liar, like a liar like you've never imagined. Um well, there was another highlight around six minutes here. To so.
0: another prime, and it's just like the whole fucking four years until they were finally able to steal the election. And it just yeah. it's unacceptable. So like I guess what was your intention to go there to make her change her ways? Like um well, I was going to basically hold her hostage and I was going to talk to her and basically tell her what I do. I and hold her hostage, you what? And talk to her. If she told the truth, I'd let her go to right. If she fucking lied, that would have been her success. Did you really think that she would... Uh, sorry, I I'm you. Did you really
2: think that she
0: would... Tell the truth? Yeah. No, absolutely Why not.
1: It's interesting. I mean, the, the way the, the way the cop is asking the questions, it's almost like she's entertaining his ideas and uh almost almost not encouraging them but like it's she's good she's good at getting him to talk and getting him to feel comfortable by like entertaining his ideas and 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 being did you really think she was going to talk oh no absolutely not um okay we're gonna we're gonna keep going but so this is this was what was reported at the beginning you'll recall at the beginning when this happened they were saying he's alleged to have said in interrogation that he was going to stay there and hold her hostage and but they didn't. Re- I, I don't know when they released this video. But so this 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 fits the some of the initial uh, reporting, but not all of it. I knew Yeah. Fucking lie.
0: Right.
1: Okay. And what so he says. Think- he, he's going to get into how he cut his hands um, entering the the property. But if you watch the video, it does look like he put on gloves before smashing the window. So interesting. With listen. This
0: plan. I made mean, you regret that you did this. You
1: know. I mean. No, it needed to be done.
0: Okay, but, but Paul, you know the person you attacked is he was not my target. I even told him that. Yeah. Um, so. What's your plan with him? Like, you knew. He already
1: told you she's not home. I'll
0: tell you. Right? So, I basically get there, and um, I see, like, the best way to get in is probably the lower door. So, like, it is. You say um, lower door. Uh, so
1: like a the best way to get in is the lower door. Like, uh, I, just so my blind is right now. Does it sound like he knew Pelosi from before or was familiar with the property from before? That's what that's what I'm listening for. And I would have asked some other questions. How did you get there? Why did you pick that door? And yeah. And by the way, listen to what he says in a second, which in my view indicates where is it at the next time? Yeah. In the next few seconds, indicates that he was familiar with the area. Listen.
0: How did you get in? Like, did you break?
1: It? How did you get in? But not how did you know where they lived?
0: Did you say a lower door. was like a glass side? door. Yeah. And there was a glass. Well, so, like I hit it and like um, and basically. How did you get in? Like, did you break it? It was not easy. That is like special. Is that you cut your hands? Probably actually. Yeah. That. Sh- Ship is not on class. Right. Holy shit. So I hate it pretty hard. It, it doesn't, it it it, it enough to leave a mark. Yeah. But not enough to like break it. Right. And at that point, it's like, well, the mark is going to be seen and like, they will definitely, like, there's cameras everywhere. You know, like okay. every every second house has a ring thing on it. Of course. And the cops can go see that evidence if they need. Sure. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, well, the mark is going to be
1: seen Listen it. to what he just said there.
0: They will definitely, like, There's cameras everywhere, you know. Like every every second house has a ring thing on it, and cops can go see that evidence
1: if they need. I I mean, maybe I'm trying too hard. That sounds like he's familiar with the area. That sounds like he's been there before. And the fact that the it seems that the only question the cop did not ask him is where did you get the address from? How did you know where he lives? Now I appreciate some people in the chat are saying it's the the address is public knowledge. She didn't ask she didn't ask which is which is very curious she didn't ask how he knew their address or how he got their address it's not so obvious um, but that he says all of those houses have security all of those all of those every second house has a ring camera and a, like maybe maybe i'm um, maybe i'm uh, looking too hard that that to me sounds like he's familiar with the area
0: yeah. there's no way i can walk from where right i came from to here he'll be on like really yeah.
1: so like, I'm already busted. Right. So, okay, so now, now, now that's that's the interesting part. I think that's about it for all. Then he describes what happened. the The part that I also flagged was around 1345 because you want to hear the way he says the word tyrant compared to later. Listen to this.
0: And then he's like, so he, he tries to like mind manipulate He's like, oh no, they're not doing anything. And I'm like, I don't know if I said this, but I was definitely thinking it. It's like, dude, I'm not fucking stupid. And they're not fucking stupid either. There's no way they got that fucking phone call and they can keep fucking fucking here.
2: Why didn't you think about leaving just out of curiosity? Maybe they're coming. Why didn't you just um, so? leave?
0: Well, it's like, you know, the funny part is, it's like, they fought the British. Listen they to fought p- the tyranny. They didn't just fucking surrender to it. Yeah.
1: Tyranny, just listen to the word tyranny.
0: The funny part is, it's like, they fought
1: the British. They fought the tyranny. They didn't just fucking surrender to it. Okay, now we can stop. Uh, uh, some things of interest is that in in the interview, he explains how he let Paul Pelosi call the police. That he knew he was calling the police, and that when the police get there, he knew that you know there there was no there was no realm in the universe where the police were not coming in once he had placed that call, which is very interesting. And then you 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 juxtapose that to the video when the cops show up. And the only question I ask myself is, does it look like these two people did not know each other? Okay. Someone also said, uh, it, the people in the chat in Rumble were, were connecting the uh, a potential apparent alleged passenger in Paul Pelosi's vehicle when he had an accident a little while back. Oh, he got pulled over for DUI. Some people say, hey, maybe it's the same guy. Who knows? Um, let me go here. Is this the one where he calls? Not now. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we're, we're going to come to Happy Gilmore's Grandmother, except evil. Uh, afterwards, G- get this out of here. I want to go to the call that he placed with Fox News. The uh, the alleged call. Okay, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, here we go. Okay, listen to this, people. So, for those of you who don't know, apparently he called in Fox News, a local affiliate station, and um, this is only a portion of the call. But compare the inflection and the voice that we just heard to this. I
2: message for everyone in America. You're welcome.
1: Uh, uh, the
2: freedom of liberty isn't dying. It's being killed. It's- Thank you for calling me. What did you see the video earlier today? Oh, sorry,
1: I did start from the beginning. Okay, here. What's- Listen to this voice. And, and, and again, I had this reflex, this, this reflex before I even thought about conspiracy theories. I was like, that voice, it sounds like a robocall. Like I, I, it sounds like one of those I get these calls from the government all the time. Sometimes they're in actually Mandarin for whatever the reason. Thank you. Yeah, uh, l- listen to this.
2: What do, what do you want to say? Because they released, as you know, they released the video earlier today. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. What, um, what did you want? Thank you for calling me. What did you want? What did you want to tell me? Um, not that y'all have seen the body cam footage. I have an important message for everyone in America.
1: Do you, you hear want- that? Do you uh, hear uh, that? Um, now that you all have seen the body cam
2: footage, I have an important, message for everyone in America. You're welcome.
1: Am I crazy, or does his entire voice change? Right? There? Does the entire inflection? Now that you've all seen the body cam footage, I have a, I have a message for you. You're welcome. Listen to that again. Thanks for calling me, what did you want? What did you want to tell me? It's crazy. Um,
2: now that you all have seen the body cam footage, I have an important. Important message for everyone in America. You're welcome. Uh, the Treaty of Liberty isn't dying, it's being killed systematically and deliberately. The people killing it have names and addresses. So I got their names and addresses so I could pay them a little visit and have a heart to heart chat about their bad behavior. The Treaty of Liberty needs watering. We need men of valor, patriots willing to put their own lives on the line to stand in opposition. I would also like to apologize. I want to apologize to everyone. I messed up. What I did was really bad. I'm so sorry. I didn't get more of them. It's my own fault. No one else is to blame. I should have come better prepared. I spent all my time exposing government corruption online, only to have them silence my freedom of speech as quickly as they could. It circumvented the Constitution and private industry. When the grooming class outsources the restriction of youth civil rights to the private industry, it's called fascism. I have a lot more to say. I had a website of over 300 pages. That's 300 pages of stuff they don't want you to hear. I'm in the process of trying to set up a new site out of the reach of tyrannical global global fascists and their internet censors.
1: Can you, I mean, if you were to ask um, to get every buzzword... Of what government wants to censor online, if you were to get every buzzword, it would be you got it in that in that in that one ninety six second clip, every single buzzword of what governments ordinarily want to go after, and they use this this individual, this lunatic as the pretext to do it. I might be getting too cynical in my old age, but it doesn't mean that the people are not up to something real, real sketchy, like. Just because you're paranoid does not mean they're not trying to get you. Um, <laughs> Lord of the Re, I presume that's a salty cracker. Yeah, oh, look at that. Uh, says, if it walks like a psyop and talks like a psyop. Uh, like that, that, that audio recording, that converse, uh, sounds like a conversation or whatever. You know, if you wanted uh, to give government the pretext to say, "Look at how risky this is," online, cons- look, these are the exact same things they're talking about—fascism. If you say fascism online now, it's going to be promoting violence. If you talk about globalists, it's it's uh- get all the words in there of what of what the government wants to suppress in general, and then give them a reason. This barking lunatic, to the extent he's a real human, uh, and now we get to go after like. Online talk has real life consequences, and this guy's the, uh, the the perfect example. This is why we need to censor the internet. It's very convenient. It's almost like an orgy, an orgy of evidence. Fat slice, five dollar rumble ran says, "Viva Pelosi's house is frequently the site of protests when she is in town. The absence of Capitol police is highly unusual, as is the lack of video from their cameras on the property." So I, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll let me let me um. Actually, now that I remember before I forget, uh, let's do, let's do uh, David the Pap break-in. CCTV, so this is the one that I saw. Okay, let's, let's bring this one up here. Gonna do this, oh no, I gotta do this, ah, come on. Oh, come on. What's with my fat fingers? I can't get the thing to minimize? Okay, here we go. I, uh, the, only, the only point of interest in this that I noticed is he shows up this is so this is the uh this is the footage let me see that we're looking at the same thing we are he shows up and then goes back to get his backpack which is interesting i mean he's got a he's got a massive back. can you imagine this guy's like walking the street at 2 30 in the morning walks into an area where there presumably should be a lot of security with two massive backpacks now he goes into the backpack remember in the interview he said he cut his hands he said he cut his hands trying to break through the window and the only thing i thought i noticed of interest is that he puts on gloves now maybe they're not thick enough gloves to prevent from cutting your hands on glass but he's putting on gloves right now now maybe they're just surgical plastic gloves it doesn't look like they are but i couldn't tell maybe they're just plastic surgical gloves and they got shredded when he when he broke in um and now it looks like he's going to break in we got the time is 509 a.m october 28th so some people are going to pick on the time and say this can't match up. Others are going to say it's just, you know, I don't know. Someone made the wrong time or three hours ahead. Maybe it's East Coast time versus West Coast time and it's 2 two ten 10 a.m. And by the way, I'd like to just point out that I appear, if this is real, to have been right on the window theory. Everyone's like, how did the glass come on the outside? And not on the inside if you smash through it. And, well, he says it's, it's thick glass. And so I smash the hammer through. And then, you know, looks like he's pulling the glass out as he gets in. And um, this is him breaking into the uh, break into the property and going through the window, allegedly. Now, does he go back and get the backpacks? I, I, I'm curious to know. Doesn't look like it from this. Starts in the beginning. Uh, let's clo- close that down. All right. So that was the break-in. He. It looks like he put on gloves. Were they were they not protect, pr- sufficiently protective to prevent him from cutting his hands? I don't know. Uh, hold on. Let's go to rumble. There was... Okay. I, people say staged. I could, ah, keeping time is hard. Uh, let's see. I hope I didn't just pull up my camera again. Okay, I didn't. Um, okay. Let's see. What we see. This is all lies, says Raymond Shamus. Or they staged this three hours later. Ugh, dude. The fact that the times don't match up is going to fuel uh, doubt. The fact that they immediately ran with a right-wing Republican nut when they knew or ought to have known that this guy was a nudist, green card registered Canadian. It means they're lying to you. They were lying to you from the first minute. Why would they stop now? What was in the backpacks? That's another good question. Who said that? What was in the backpacks? Those were big backpacks. Hope, Love 2022, what was in those backpacks? So, uh, unfortunately, whatever they've released two months, October, November, December, January, what is it? October, November, December, January, three months later, what they've released three months later is not going to quell very many people's concerns. And it actually only raises a lot more questions. But my question is, okay, they protest outside the House, fine. But that means, Paul, that means the Pap knew where the House was from prior protests and had been there before. How did they not ask him that question? And what is the answer to that question? More importantly, what the hell is up with that audio recording of that call that he allegedly made to Fox News? It sounds like a robot. I'm not saying it's a robot. I'm saying that anybody who says that doesn't sound like a robot is lying to themselves and to others. All I have to say is, I'm sorry. I should have done more. And it's markedly different from even the first seven seconds of that audio recording. And it is radically different from that interview, which we now know, to the extent it's the pop, we know what he sounds like when he's feeling a little more comfortable. Um, Holly Perrin, as the last comment, one of the last comments in YouTube says, Rumble is banned in France. I can't see you when you go there. Damn it, well, Holly's not going to see this message, but I put the entire stream up, A, on YouTube tomorrow anyhow, and B, I put it up on Locals as well. Uh, so that people can watch it, the the people in France who can't see this because France is asshole uh, and they block it, uh, and and Rumble fights for freedom of speech and doesn't doesn't bend over backwards, um, and if you don't have a VPN, you don't get to see it. Okay, um, so yeah, I, I put the entire stream on YouTube tomorrow, anyhow. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. And I put the entire thing on vivabornslaw.locals.com. I got distracted from Rob A's comment, which says Viva's neighbor in Quebec. This is all this is all Viva's undercover story. Dudes from Canada. Blame Canada. Jin VR, $5 rumbrand says, have you looked at the original stills? Where are the steps? And I just got a notification that says Salty Cracker is live. Well, everyone, you're going to go... I know you'll go over to Salty Cracker after this. And we don't have much time left, anyhow, but we have some good stuff left here. So that's what's up with Paul Pelosi. Um, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound right. Uh, they And two questions the cop never asked. Did you, have a, did you know Paul Pelosi before? There are photographs out there that indicate they might have had some connection. And how did you get the address? Those are two questions I, I want to know. Other than that... Um, I have. I, I. I don't doubt that the incident occurred. I just have no doubt that it was disingenu- disingenuously, disingenuously, and dishonestly weaponized for political purposes. So they could go use it to demonize Republicans, MAGA Republicans, extreme MAGA Republicans. If you're Jeffrey Hakim, Hakim's Jeffrey, repeating the line maliciously, dishonestly, as politicians do. All right. Let me just let me just segue back to Canada. Um, J, uh, Jeremy McKenzie, people, are we at are we at thirty thousand dollars? Yes. Let's see here. I set a ridiculous goal: um, twenty nine thousand six hundred and forty five dollars. The latest updates from Jeremy McKenzie. Diagonal founder. As far as I'm concerned, politically persecuted, um, despite whatever mean things he said debanked by scotia bank a week and a half ago i got a copy of the letter he published it as well uh they've explained nothing other than the fact that it doesn't fit their risk profile a man who, who a man who benefits from a military pension he's been debanked from scotia bank he has not been able to find a substitute bank uh they gave him 30 days to take his pack his stuff and leave He has not been able to find a new bank. I said, I've had enough of this crap coming out of Canada. People want to call Jeremy McKenzie an anti-Semite. Part of me wishes he was an actual anti-Semite. So then I can say, as a Jew, I I will stand up for an anti-Semite. Part of me wishes he was actually a legitimate bona fide anti-Semite so that I could therefore say, I'm actually taking a a really, really concrete stand, a really moral position. I will defend anti-Semites. You know what the problem is? Dude's not an anti-Semite. He's not an anti-Semite. I don't even think he's a bad person. He has a sense of humor. That is not one that I would ever make publicly because it's not my thing. He's not an anti-Semite. The stupid uh, joke that he made about Pierre Poilier's wife, bad, bad given his profile, bad given his uh, current life situation, bad given the overall uh, um, mood of the world. I've interviewed him. I've now had many discussions with him privately. Um, He's not an anti-Semite. He's not a bigot. He's not a misogynist. I actually think he's done very good things for a community of people who were hurting during COVID. He might be his own worst enemy in terms of the things he does and says. So that's it. I I started the give, send, go, and it's at nearly $30,000. And the flipping cowards... At the Canadian legacy media are just not covering it. They're, they're they're good. They're pulling a full blackout, like like um like the media on Pfizer. Just full black. Any attention is is more attention than they want to give it. They don't want to talk about how the banks in Canada are debanking people because people will make a run on the banks the same way they did during uh, the Emergencies Act. Nobody wants to be talking about Pfizer. Um. Arguably risking humanity so they can make another billion dollars in profit. Uh, Sammy, ten dollar Romberland says, Sorry, didn't mean to imply Pfizer isn't doing gain of function, just that there's a lot of questions to ask. Absolutely, and I hope I don't want anyone thinking I'm picking on anyone in the chat or super chats. We are adults and we'll have disagreement, but I, it's a lot easier for me to express my position thoroughly and meticulously because I've got the microphone. And so sometimes things don't come through in a chat. I take nothing personally, and I hope everyone out there takes nothing personally, unless I say, "This is a personal attack," which is you know not something I haven't done. So it's it is only called a run on the banks when they don't have your money, <laughs> Raymond Shamus. Well, that, and that was that was by many people's accounts what put an end to Justin Trudeau's invocation of the Emergency Act. People were running on the banks, and the banks were saying, "We don't have the cash in the bank." To give these people their money. And they were limiting people's withdrawal amounts. They were limiting how much they could take out on a daily basis. And then they called up to saying, what the f- what the flip are you doing here, man? You're, 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 you're messing things up. Undo the sh- the mess that you did. And they did. And now that you know, and, and Scotia Bank apologized for freezing the bank accounts of um some of the convoy members. And now that things have quieted down. They're back to, they're back to China level. Um, censorship and people say well banks don't have to do business with anybody's it's uh, it's not their risk credit first of all uh yeah well water companies don't have to provide water to anybody if they think that guy's an anti-semite don't provide him water don't provide him electricity don't provide him telephone lines don't provide him internet access oh i'm sorry that's called communism that's called tyranny fat whatever it is what you want to call it that's not canada people are free to be anti-semites and still have water service they're free to be anti-semites and still have a bank account. Because if you think that this censorship stops at anti-Semitism, personal attack, you're an idiot. Okay, there I said it. Uh, what did I, oh, sorry. Okay, so I got Sammy super chat. Um, okay, we're almost done, people. Saving the best for last. And we are saving the best for last. <sighs> Let's watch this. First of all, everybody remembers Happy Gilmore? Tell me this doesn't look like Happy Gilmore's grandmother. Except evil. <laughs> I know what she's about to say. Now I no longer like cuz I liked Happy Gilmore's grandmother. She was a beautiful woman. Um and she you know she she was too old, but she looked nice. Now that I know what this woman's going to say, nothing. Yes,
2: I hear what you what you say about somebody exercising their freedom not to have a vaccine and they're perfectly healthy.
1: Now, by the, by the way, I don't know how old this is. Uh, this, this is not new this is a montage it doesn't matter like i'll like i'll tell you at the end of this i now no longer need to wonder how historical atrocities could have been committed
2: i don't want them sitting next to me in the theater
1: awesome now do uh racial and ethnic minorities ma'am?
2: i don't care how clean, clean they are and they're perfectly healthy I don't want them sitting next to me in the theatre.
1: Nobody recalls back in the day, the one way you got people to hate their neighbours was to say that they carried viruses, carried diseases.
2: I don't want them standing next to me at the theatre bar. I don't want them next to me or anywhere near me or even in the same carriage on the train.
1: Well, I've got a bloody idea for you. Stay the hell home, woman. That's it. so bloody hard to understand. If you don't want that, stay the hell home. So, uh, yeah,
2: they can exercise their freedom by staying at home. Uh, if you decide. How about you? How about you? That you don't want a vaccine or a booster, then you can decide not to go to hospital,
1: however ill you get. Never again wonder, people. And it's not just that it's one lunatic who's getting lambasted publicly for having made these statements. I'll tell you what, they, they, they know who they are, if ever they're watching, and I don't think they're watching. The people who wouldn't get in a car, the people who would not take a carpool with, with us because of our kids' medical status after having asked. the You know what? I was still going to give them a lift after they asked. Some I know some people would say, if someone asks your vaccination status to get in your car for a carpool, I would the, reflexively tell them, F off and take an Uber. Some people would do that. I, I got past that. I was like, okay. We're living through crazy times. Some people are weak. Some people are scared. You've asked me that question. It's egregiously offensive. We'll get past it. I'll still give you a lift home. And they didn't get in because one of our daughters was dirty.
2: And that way, that is your right. So but you would leave
1: the be? unjabbed at home to die if they had a heart attack, if they suffered from a stroke? That's their choice. That's huh? their choice. Oh, you want to practice that specific religion? That's your choice. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get... I'm going to skip this one because uh, these, these, these copyright prostitutes uh, at that network will claim an entire stream uh, if you use a clip. That, that's Jimmy Kimmel saying, uh, hey there, Wheezy, you didn't get the jab, you, can, you, you, you get treated last at the hospital. Jim, Jimmy Kimmel, we have, we have a shared history, Jimmy Kimmel and I, our families do. That the
2: vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at hundred percent.
1: And just do it. Just do what the government says, you'll get your freedoms back.
2: And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status.
1: <laughs> you know what that's called? Coercion. That's called coercion. In some cultures, in some cultures and some laws, it could even be is battery the right one? Thre- the threats of violence to coerce action? Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, right, then what's the carrot going to be? How we- no, Hey, if everything's reopened, there won't be a carrot. There'll just be a stick. You're going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine. So that's why I think the
2: CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder mm-hmm. and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Because otherwise... People are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway.
1: People who refuse. And this to is accept- this is Noam Chomsky. This is uh, like the older melted version of Rage Against the Machine becoming Rage for the Pfizer Machine. This is Noam Chomsky, who has some very interesting political beliefs. This is Noam Chomsky. Listen to what. Listen to how far. I, I never really considered him to be much of, a, of an intellectual mind, except when it came to. His one work of art, which was manufactured consent. Uh, And he was good in some of the linguistic development stuff. Other than that, but listen to how far he has fallen. Fear, people. Fear is the most powerful force that can skew and taint human reasoning.
2: Vaccines. I think the right response for them is not to force them to. Don't force them. But rather it. to insist that they be isolated.
1: Giving up your human <laughs> rights is,
2: is justifiable. It's justifiable <laughs> to take away a person's bodily autonomy when you have a global pandemic. Those who haven't had jabs but could have jabs need to have a badge saying unjabbed. Really? Uh, yeah. We just have to make people understand <laughs> that, you know, amazing. no jab, no life, and, and that's how it is.
1: Oh, oh bloody hell. It's, it's amazing. It's, for those who say there's no such thing as mass formation psychosis... Uh, you, you want to, you want to, you want to give another word to that? Be awake, not woke says Viva is awesome. I'm going to have his, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have his kids. Although I'm male LMAO watching you wake up is gold. It's been a slow, slow evolution, slow. And then all at once, um, you know, so the, the, okay, I'm, I'm done. I, you know, once upon a time I saw Gina Carano, you know, should not, it's, it's risky to make the analogies because, People will weaponize it uh, and deliberately misinterpret it and deliberately mischaracterize it to make you look like an insensitive bastard. This isn't the Holocaust. How can you dare suggest? Here's the here, here, and it's the same, by the way, the same mental gymnastics with anyone who says, Fever, that's terrible. How can you make an analogy like that? Well, here's how. My grandfather escaped Poland in 1933. And he was the only member of his family that stayed, that left Poland. There were 24, 25 others. We have one picture. Everyone in that picture died in the Holocaust, except for my grandfather. And had he not said, Ugh, this is getting bad. This is, this is, this is not getting better. Well, I wouldn't be here. Or at least I wouldn't look like this. Who knows what I would look like. And then people say, well, Viva, if, if that's your history, then you should know better. This isn't, this isn't Nazi Germany. No, it's not. But only by degree, not by essence. Only because look, there's no trains. There's no, it's not the same. History does not repeat, but it rhymes. Mark Twain. Uh, Stars, discrimination based on medical status. I don't want those filthy people near me is exactly what they said at a certain point in the history of Germany. Uh, Carry the plague. They carry disease. They carry vermin. That's why they have to be put in ghettos. Locked up in uh, government designated quarantine facilities. It doesn't have to be identical in scope, to be similar in nature. And what we've witnessed now, neighbors turning on neighbors, people openly promoting active discrimination against people based on their medical status, but they thought they were right in doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. As if if that hasn't always been the defense historically, we thought we were right when we were doing it. Very rarely do people think that what they're doing is wrong as they do it and continue to do it anyhow. That's the beauty of that's the beauty of whipping up a society into an absolute frenzied state of terror, in which they will tolerate atrocities of varying degrees against their neighbors. Britt Cormier, $10 Romberand says Who knew that Frank Herbert's words in a fictional novel were so true? Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I like that. V6 Neon, $1 Romberand says The first. Two British women are nutters. They are also recently announced that they have cancer. Both have been lovies of the establishment and hider of Jimmy Saville, the child rapist evidence. Well, I'm going to cough for a second. Dry throat. That was a $1 room round. Thank you very much. Um, isolate the filthy. Noam Chomsky, one of the greatest philosophical minds. Isolate them. Oh well, at least they're not. At least they're not calling for violence against them. That would maybe that would be too much. Like 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 other eras. Oh, I'm sorry. When Justin Trudeau comes out and says, "Do we tolerate these people?" That's only one degree off of from cut down the tall trees on radio stations in Rwanda. <sighs> okay. Do I feel better? I'm not sure. Everybody. We have done what we came here to do. What we're going to do now to end this stream, um, many of you don't know that I have a second channel or a third channel, I should say, called Viva Family. Rumble, for whatever the reason, it cuts off if I end the stream too quickly and then people who are watching it lose the last couple of minutes. So what I typically do when I remember is is play an outro video. I'm going to play a portion of this and then I'm going to remind everybody that I have a second channel. I hope I didn't just, son of a beasting. Hold on, skip ads. Okay, let me do this. Hold on. I'm going to do this first. I'm going to go back to Rumble. I'm going to share the link. I'm going to share the link so you can all go watch this video afterwards. After you go, tune into Salty Cracker. Give him a good, good, good. Let him know from where you came. After you do that, you can watch this video or before. But right now, I'm going to play us out with this video. It's when I went kayak fishing. Kayak fishing, kayaking at the beach. Now, before I go, everybody, um, don't give them the excuses that they want. Don't act like idiots. Don't resort to violence. And as much as, you know, and and anybody sitting there saying there's no other way out, well, I consider you to be a mole of the government. Anybody out there promoting violence, I consider to be a false flag flying, whatever you want to call it, infiltrator, agent provocateur, uh, agitator who works for Justin Trudeau or Joe Biden and the government. Don't. Because... The DePops of the world who do these things and use that rhetoric allow everybody out there to then dismiss anybody who uses the rhetoric but says stay peaceful and change minds through words and action, but not violence. As I always say, everybody, uh, fight in a way that is righteous, that would make your parents, your children, and your pets proud, and you can do no wrong, but simply sitting there and saying, have faith, things will work themselves out, well... Um, that doesn't always work. So with that said, everybody, go enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Salty Cracker. Enjoy whatever it is you're going to do. The football game, from what the chat was saying, it was great. But before that, I'm going to play you two minutes of this. And then you're going to go on and watch the rest of it on Viva Family, where you know I like to get my cathartic release of All That Is Good. out. Enjoy this. See you all tomorrow. Oh, Sunday night stream, tomorrow night with Barnes. And I might go live during the day. We'll see. But next week, uh, Constantine Kissen. Is on on the second, on the third a special guest to be announced, and it's going to be amazing. And we'll see who else I get next week. It's going to be a big week. Last week I interviewed uh, Alex Jones Wednesday night, Jimmy Dore Thursday, and Tyler Fisher Friday. Tyler Fisher, the that 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 interview, that discussion, I think is the one I'm most proud of for a long time. Go check it out. It's it'll blow your mind and it will it will open up your heart, open up your soul. It's amazing. Tyler Fisher was on Friday. Go check it out. Jimmy Dore was on Thursday. It was amazing. Alex Jones on Wednesday. Next week is going to be just as big, just as good. Enjoy this, and I'll see you tomorrow, people.